28th of October 2018, 5.43pm, Sunday. My name is James and this is Slopfest. Essentially in this show we take two to three people from the news and or misconnections, we pit their weird stories against each other and we find a winner. Who's out here doing it better and weirder than anyone else? This show's really about combining my love of weird news with my fascination for what motivates people. So let's jump into it. We got 23-year-old body modification fanatic Paulina Casillas Landeros from Hasilco, Mexico. I'm absolutely butchering the God-given shit out of that one. Uh, She's undergone numerous surgeries, such as the back corset, which involves piercings on either side of the spine, as well as a split tongue. She later decided to remove her belly button, as it is, quote, what makes us human, before giving it as a present to her then-boyfriend, Daniel Ramirez, in 2015. But following the removal three years ago, she says she ultimately regrets her decision, describing it as, quote, reckless and impulsive. How do you impulsively... (laughs) How do you impulsively... Okay, I, I hate to, like, jump in halfway through reading these out. But how do you impulsively decide to cut your belly button out? What Run me through that day. Run me through the day you were having that you impulsively decided to get rid of your belly button. I've impulsively bought a packet of white chocolate macadamia cookies from Coles and eaten all of them and felt really bad about it. But how do you impulsively... Like, how? what's the thought process behind that one? The HR intern and tourism student said, quote, Body modifications fascinated me. There's something very transcending about them. I was very angry. I wanted to cut all unions from everything and anyone. Paulina said she knows she wanted to give the body part to Daniel as an ultimate token of love. Okay. A little Pablo Picasso. She said, I was very much in love with my then boyfriend. He supported me through my difficult times and he is one of the most influential people in my life. It was something I did in the spur of the moment. We were young and stupid, but that's the way I felt. Awesome. Go, oh man, it was a stupid decision. I got a love heart tattooed on me with their initials in it. We were young and love. It was reckless and impulsive. I cut my pinky off. I'm in love. It was something I did in the spur of the moment. We were young and stupid, but that's the way I felt. Already read that part. Awesome. I put it in a small bag along with a note saying, I love you. It was very emotional. Emotional in what way though? Emotional, emotional, sad, emotional, happy. We're developing a stronger connection and our love is building or emotional in that he felt terrified. You felt like you were losing a part of yourself. (laughs) He has kept it and will keep it forever because he knows the meaning behind it. We are good friends now, but we will always love each other. Even though I did it for the wrong reasons, it has now taught me I should think things through before acting, and it's a nice reminder that characterizes me. Okay, dog, what? It's a nice reminder. It taught me to think things through. Yeah, I hope it does. I wonder if that comes up in an interview. You know, when you're having an interview and like a job interview, they always ask like, what's something you've done that was a bad decision or, you know, something bad happened, but you learned something from it. Do you bring that one up? (laughs) I cut my belly button off back in, yeah, 2015 was a weird time. I was young, I was reckless, I was in love, hated everyone, cut my belly button off. But now 2018 me, 
It's really learnt that uh, maybe I should think things through. Maybe a little bit. Before I go hacking parts of my body off. I got a tattoo on my hand when I was 19. And it wasn't very good. And I had to get it lasered off. Had to get it lasered five times, then I got it covered. I think it's probably it's probably my favourite tattoo now, or at least one of them. The tattoo that's now on my hand, that taught me. What did that teach me? Don't get tattoos from people who were on a drug bender the night before and had to slam two cans of Red Bull before they uh, tattooed your hand. That taught me that one. Um, and another another great one is don't always think that because you know people who have gotten good tattoos from someone doesn't mean they're all going to be great. There's a lot of there's a lot of contextual there are a lot of variables that go into a good tattoo. And I think that the night before drug bender and the two cans of Red Bull after just waking up at 2 p.m. to tattoo my 19-year-old hand um probably affected the tattoo that was going to be on me permanently forever. So do some research and also know that it here's what it taught me even though you do your research and things have been great before it doesn't mean they'll be great in the future it's not great advice it's not a it's not a great lesson but it's a lesson and the plus side is i didn't have to cut any part of my body off to learn it so um you know, learn from my mistakes and learn from learn from Paulina's mistakes. Don't get tattoos and don't cut your belly button off. I'm just kidding. Do whatever the fuck you want. That's our first contender. Paulina and the tale of her lost belly button. That sounds like, sounds like an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. So all I'm saying is it fits. It's timely. It's October. It's the spooky season. Anyway, number two, our second contender. Masayuki Ozaki. When the spark went out of Masayuki Ozaki's marriage, he found an unusual outlet to plug the romantic void. A silicon sex doll he swears is the love of his life. The life-size dummy called Mayu shares his bed under the same roof as Ozaki's wife and teenage daughter in Tokyo, an arrangement that triggered many arguments before a delicate truce was finally declared. After my wife gave birth, we stopped having sex and I felt a deep sense of loneliness, the 45-year-old physiotherapist told the AFP in an interview. But the moment I saw Mayu in the showroom, it was love at first sight, blushed Ozaki, who takes his doll on dates in a wheelchair and dresses her in wigs, sexy clothes and jewellery. My wife was furious when I first brought Mayu home. These days she puts up with it reluctantly, he added. I can fucking imagine, mate. Probably not one of her top five favorite things. When my daughter realized it wasn't a giant Barbie doll, she freaked out and said it was gross. Absolutely. Is it gross? It's weird. It's definitely weird. But now she's old enough to share Mayu's clothes. Don't fucking do that. Don't do that. Ozaki. What? That's, that's the most fucked up part about this so far. Not that he's fucking a doll. Not that the doll lives with him, but that he dresses the doll in his daughter's clothes and vice versa. That's fucked up, mate. 
Ozaki is one of an increasing number of Japanese men turning to rubber romance in a country that's lost its mojo. He also admits to being turned off by human relationships. Yeah, okay. Japanese women are cold-hearted, he said, while on a seaside stroll with his silicone squeeze. They're very selfish. Men want someone to listen to them without grumbling when they get home from work. Are you fucking joking me, mate? Are you fucking kidding me? Women are such selfish bitches. Uh, all they want to, all they want to do is fucking talk. I, I just want to get home, bitch about my day, and then fuck something. Ugh, women are so, they're so selfish. No, I don't want to go to the movies with you. I am taking my silicon girlfriend on a seaside stroll. Fuck, you're so selfish. Whatever problems I have, Mayu is always there waiting for me. I love her to bits. And I want to be with her forever. I can't imagine going back to a human being. I want to be buried with her and take her to heaven. Oh my God. First of all, if you, if you believe in heaven and all that, I'm pretty sure you need a soul to get in. I'm pretty sure that's the ticket as well. There's a bunch of other stuff as well, but I'm pretty sure a soul is the ticket to, to entry. That's the key to getting in, mate. She's not coming with you. She's always there waiting for me. Yeah, it's a doll. When I come home from work, my couch is sitting there waiting for me. And, and, and technically, it can listen to me. I'm not fucking it. I'm not dressing it up in my daughter's clothes. Oh, my God. Around 2,000 of the Lifelight dolls, which cost more than $6,000 and come with adjustable fingers, removable head, and genitals, are sold each year in Japan, according to the industry insiders. Technology has come a long way since those nasty inflatable dolls in the 1970s, noted Hideo Tsuchiya, managing director of dollmaker Orient Industries. They look incredibly real now, and it feels like you're touching human skin. More men are buying them because they feel they can actually communicate with the dolls. What? If he turned around and said more men are buying them because they are having sex with them, then you'd kind of, yeah, okay, sure, that makes perfect sense. More men are buying them because they feel like they can communicate with them? You're not really communicating with a, with a silicon doll, are you, when you think about it? You're kind of grandstanding a little bit. You're soapboxing. You're talking at something and it, you're, not, you're not brainstorming any ideas. Mayu, where do you want to go for dinner? Oh, this is so like you. You never, oh, you never fucking help me. You never help me make a decision. Sil- silicon girlfriends are so selfish. They're so selfish. As Japan struggles with a plummeting birth rate, a growing number of men known as herbivores are turning their backs on love and traditional masculine values for a quiet, uncompetitive life. Yoshitaka Hiodo, a military buff who lives alone but has an understanding girlfriend, owns more than 10 life-size dummies, many of which he dresses in combat uniform to play out wartime fantasies. Okay. I would I would say a very understanding girlfriend. You know when you watch one of those like those old like early 2000s MTV shows that's like um fuck I can't even think like real life or something like that. And you, like maybe you go into someone's basement and they're like, oh, he's obsessed with t- trains. And the whole basement of their house is just one big train set. 
Oh yeah, we come downstairs and um yeah, this is where Gary keeps his 10 wartime fuck dolls. And as you can see, they're in the middle of a battle um, for his penis, I think. Anyway, uh, he dresses them up, they fight each other, and then he fucks them all. You know, everyone's got to have a hobby. But he claims to have cut down on doll sex. Well, that's good. You know, here I am slinging some real shade, but he's cut down on the doll sex. That's good. Probably wore himself out. Probably did a little did a little too much doll sex too fast and got over it. It's like a song. You know, a new song comes on your Spotify playlist. You love it. You listen to it every day, couple times a day, too many times. A couple weeks later, you're over it. You don't want it anymore. That's probably what happened. You know, you've uh, you got to keep 10 dolls satisfied. That's a lot of effort. You'd get burnt out on doll sex. It's more about connecting on an emotional level for me now, said the 43-year-old blogger who curi- whose curiosity was piqued at a young age when he found a charred mannequin in the street. What? People might think people might think I'm weird, but it's no different than collecting sports cars. I don't know how much I've spent, but it's cheaper than a Lamborghini. I'll give you that. It is cheaper than a Lamborghini. But you can't really equate the two, can you? Look, I don't wanna I don't wanna like hang shit on people. He says on a show that's about finding the weirdest people. I'm just trying to figure I'm just trying to understand what motivates these people to do this. Obviously they probably feel like they're not being listened to. Maybe I mean the people I the people I feel sorry for are their partners who were just like, man, I love this dude. He just has this one weird thing that he does. If I can get past the one weird little quirk hobby that he's got, you know, maybe there's a real there's a real opportunity for a great a great life for us to carve out together. Oh, where are you going downstairs? Okay. The battle continues, does it? All right. You know what? Fuck your dolls, but I feel like you need to, you need to, on this issue, you got to go one way or the other. You've got to, because you're not helping, these people, they're not helping their real meat world partners. Their meat partners, their human partners aren't being helped by them having a relationship with their dolls. So I feel like you've got to, break up you've got to break it off and you've you can only go be with your dolls i feel like that's fair because this is a little greedy i'm gonna say it it's a little greedy is this cheating is this a form of there's this has got to be some kind of emotional cheating right because then they're not even saying like oh no it's just a fuck it they're like no um i've developed a serious connection with this person this pile of silicon, Mayu really listens to me and you don't listen to me anymore. You've got to commit. You go meat, meat world or silicon world. Never a, never a twain shall meet. Is that a saying? Anyway. So that's our second contestant. People who like to have sex with their silicon dolls. Well, not just have sex with them. They're forming actual relationships with them. 38-year-old Cedric Jelks from the state of Florida got into his Nissan Ultima on Friday morning when sitting on his gun on the driver's seat 
caused it to fire, sending a bullet into his crotch. News for Jack's reports, he burst into a stranger's house in a panic and rushed to the woman's bathroom where he told her he'd shot himself in his penis. She rushed Jelks to the Jacksonville Memorial Hospital where he underwent surgery. Police were called to the hospital to investigate and found that Jelks was not licensed to own a gun because he's a convicted felon. The Jacksonville Patch said he had been jailed several times in the past, most recently in 2009 for cocaine possession. He may face charges related to having the gun, the newspaper reports. The unfortunate incident comes just weeks after another Jacksonville man, ironically named Jason Trigger, shot himself at a grocery store. He was carrying a handgun in the waistband of his pants when it slipped, fell under the ground and went off. Trigger, 25, of Port Ritchie, left the business and later wound up in hospital, and he was also charged with illegal possession of a firearm due to his multiple previous convictions. We've got someone who's shooting themselves in the dick, which is really, let's face it, it's an America problem. It's an, you know, when you, oh, I'm so forgetful, I left my gun on the driver's seat again. What are you doing leaving a gun? Okay, that's... That's an America problem, I feel like. So we've got a guy who shoots himself in his dick. We've got a guy who hates relationships. Why is his wife still with him then? Now that I'm thinking about it, because he said that he's done with human relationships, but he still has a wife. I don't know. I don't know. So we've got a guy shooting himself in the dick. We've got Ozaki who is swearing off relationships with the meat world. He's sick of it. They disgust him. He will only be delving into the silicon realm from now on. And uh, then we've got Paulina who cut off her belly button. Now, Cedric in Florida, I feel like he gets a pass. Just because he forgot. Look, you know, Australia, it's a different place. America, it's a different way of thinking. You've just, you, you, it's you ever see these videos on YouTube called like EDC, your everyday carry? It's obnoxious and annoying, but basically it's people doing like a flat lay of all of the stuff that they carry with them every day. This is my EDC 2018. So it'll be like, you know, it's generally guys doing them. So it'll be like a wallet, um, a knife, you know, which all of them say is for opening packages how many packages are you getting that you need a knife on you at all times? It's never, it's never for a package, is it? When I'm receiving a package, it's either at my work or at home. And I can just get a knife at either of those places or something sharp to open the package. I don't need a knife on me 24-7. Everyone says it's for packages. Suspicious. And then it'll be like, you know, a bottle opener, their keys you know, a a field notes book and like a pen or a pencil, you know, stuff like that. That's their um, EDC. And I'm pretty, you know, America, it's a different way of thinking. Your gun is just another piece of your EDC. So, albeit Cedric is forgetful and he left a loaded gun on his driver's seat and then sat on it and shot himself in the dick he gets a pass because that's just, we've all forgotten stuff. It's never turned out quite like this, but you can understand that you're forgetful and you leave a p- 
PCEDC on the thing and it shoots you in the cock. So he gets a pass, I think. Man, it is a tough one between Paulina and Masayuki. (sighs) I'm going to give, look, I'm going to give Paulina a pass because she was young, dumb and full of calm and in love. And she's like, you know, I'm sick of being both. Maybe these two should get together because they both hate people. Although Paulina sounds like she's in a better place now. Um, they both hate people. She wanted to disassociate herself with being a person. Maybe that could work out for both of them because Masayuki hates regular people. Okay. There's a potential there for, you know, a very strange love to blossom. But I think Paulina gets a pass because she was young. She was dumb. It was reckless. It was impulsive. She gets that. It was, it was just, you know how it is when you get impulsive. I bought a two liter bottle of Pepsi Max instead of the 1.5 liter. Oh, I'm so impulsive. Oh, there's a great sale on at Bohemia. I'm going to buy that dress. You know, that happens. You get impulsive. Cutting off my belly button today. It happens is all I'm saying. It's relatable. Hashtag relatable. Everyone hates a part of them. You know, some people think, oh, I'm too short or, oh, my nose is crooked. Oh, my left eye is too low or my eyebrows are real bushy or one of my toes is too long. Like everyone has a thing about them that they would change if they could. And in this case, it was her belly button and she did it. Her belly button actually, because there was a picture of it, it was shaped like a star. So she had her belly button made into the shape of a star previously. Maybe she, okay, so she hates her belly button. She's like, how can I improve it? It's just a hole, very boring. Love stars. I'll get it made into a shape of a star. Still not doing anything for me. Let's get it out of there entirely. So that's Paulina gets a pass because that that happens. You hate something about yourself. You want to change it. She did. And kudos to her. And not only she learned a lesson from it. So that's a good moment to have. Masayuki, on the other hand, look, can we just say it? I I don't want to tear people down. I want to build them up. Okay. But Masayuki's a piece of shit. I, I mean, come on. Come on got a wife and a daughter at home and have you tried counseling have you tried counseling masayuki at what step where are you in the spectrum of your relationships not being that great that fuck doll is even on the cards let alone it living with you and your wife being cool with you fucking taking it on dates and stuff masayuki is absolutely the weirdest cunt here and he also is a bit of a piece of shit. He keeps talking about, oh, Japanese women are so cold-hearted. Fucking all women want to do is grumble, blah, blah, blah. They don't listen to me when I talk about my day. And he has the nerve to call other people selfish. Masayuki, look, hats on for Masayuki. He's the winner. He takes it home. He doesn't care. Look, at the end of the day, don't feel bad for Masayuki, Okay. Oh, he's as happy as a pig in shit. He's, he's got, in his mind, he's got a wife who's doing the cleaning. 
you know, the love of his life sitting immobile in another room because it's a doll. You know, he's doing all right. Don't feel bad for Masayuki. He's a scumbag, but can't shame him for doing what he loves. You can't add, actually, I take that back. You can shame him a little bit for how he's doing it. You've got a wife. Piece of shit move. Anyway, got some honorable mentions here. People that didn't quite make the cut. Uh, we got a woman pissing on the floor on a Wiz Air flight. Apparently, she wanted to use the toilet. They said, oh, you can't use the toilet right now. Something about, I think it was either like takeoff or landing or something. There was some reason she couldn't use the toilet. So she thought, oh, fuck you. I'm pissing right here then in front of everybody. And was on a phone call while she was doing it. It's a weird situation. Uh, another one, a man removes his nipples and genitals and tattoos his entire body. Have you ever read the comic books, The Watcher? Is it The Watcher or The Watchers? There's also a movie. Um, there's a there's a guy in there who's naked all the time and he's bright blue. That's essentially what this guy looked like. Uh, he kind of had like a blue, like a navy blue, completely tattooed. Even his eyes tattooed. Apparently hates his nips and his goodies. Had them cut off. Had his whole body blacked out with uh, like a... I think it probably was black ink, but it's just like faded or whatever. Uh, and then the other one was... Uh, China cloned 200 dogs. That's just a fun little piece of info for you there. And they said that humans next, maybe, question mark. And then, you know, just sort of had a PSA here for everyone listening to the podcast. I like to, you know, help people out where I can. Uh, This one comes from Craigslist in Brisbane. Man needed from 6th to the 16th in Harvey Bay. Hey there, I'm a 5'11 curvy gal who's looking to get knocked up with no strings attached. I have dark hair and green eyes, so it's preferable if you do too, but I'm open to men of any shape, ethnicity, and age. If you're seriously interested, please reply with a pic and the days are available. Specifically needed the 6th to the 16th of November. So, you know, if you're out there and you're free, just contact me, uh, Slopfest Podcast on Facebook and Twitter, and uh, I'll pass the post on to you. And then, you know, you can can reply to it. Uh, Just thought, you know, We've hung some shit on some people this episode. Um, still figuring out, you know, it's a new show. Yeah, it's a new show. Still figuring out, you know, how the show is going to be structured, what like the tone of it's going to be. So far, so far it's been all right. In this episode, a decent amount of shit was slung on some people. So, you know, kind of, I do feel a bit bad about that one. So I just wanted to, uh, you know, obviously help someone out. Another, another, you know, fellow Brisbaneian. Let's let's put some good back into the world. Let's help someone out. You know what I mean? So that's it for this week. Uh, if you'd like to follow the show on social media so you know when the new episodes go live, uh, it's Slopfest Podcast, all one word, on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, the social channels will also have like pictures and other things of stuff that we're talking about. There is a website coming. I want to create sort of like a central hub for uh, like the show, where the show can live and where you can listen to it. And I want to have sort of, you know, more in-depth notes about um, the the people and the news stories and have images and stuff about the episode up on there so you can um, see a bit more about it if, if you're at all interested. And it's really sort of just, you know, a, a more of a another way to sort of have another creative outlet, maybe do some interesting things with that. So um, website coming, follow on social media to stay updated. Um, that's going to do it for this week. 
thanks for, thanks for coming. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. Um, if you're liking the show, jump over to... Everyone says iTunes to leave a five-star review. Um, even though, you know, I know not everyone listens on iTunes. Some people listen on Spotify. Some people... I know I listen. I use an app called... Fuck, I've completely forgotten the name of the podcast app that I use. Pocket Casts. I use Pocket Casts. But yeah, I mean, Apple Podcasts, the podcast app is still sort of like the central hub. So uh, if you're liking the show, share it with a friend. Uh, head over to the iTunes, leave a five-star review. If, you, if you're thinking about leaving a four-star review, just give it a miss. Don't, don't head over there. Um, if you're thinking about giving it a three-star review, well, you can go fuck yourself, okay? It's ended on a weird note. I'll see you next week. <laughs>